Coming live from Stamford, Connecticut, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have John Mendes, serial entrepreneur, realtor, podcast host, and a good one at that, walk to wealth, and a social media expert. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you, AJ, for the opportunity. I'm super excited. You have a lot of energy. I feel the energy already, so I'm super excited for this conversation that we have today. Thank you. Thank you. And you bring that a lot of energy in me because you are talking about money. You talk <laughs> about walk to wealth, and you also talk about how to lead a purpose-driven life. And that those things, you know, actually put me extra energy in me. And that is what <laughs> we're talking about. But first, John, just to understand from you, what made you, uh, you know, start Walk to Wealth? You believe in, you know, uh, helping others uh, to achieve a life of abundance. Yeah. So let's start from there about your podcast, about the Walk to Wealth. Yeah, so let me uh, go back in a time machine. This is around August, July-ish of 2021. And me and one of my good friends would always hop on FaceTime and, you know, talk about life, goals, things we want to accomplish. And one day he was like, hey, bro, maybe we should start a podcast. And I was like, you know what? I think that'll be a good idea. A uh, Long story short, um, I won't bore you with all the details, but he ended up going back to college to start his junior year. I had left school to pursue my real estate license, so our schedules didn't align anymore. I knew I still wanted to move forward with the podcast. And about after maybe like three-ish, four-ish months of procrastinating, I finally came up with the name Walk to Wealth. And the meaning behind the name is, for the 99% of us that aren't overnight sensation, it's a long walk to wealth. And some may walk faster than others, but what good is sprinting to the finish line if you pass it, uh, if you uh, pass out when you cross it? And so that's how the name Walk to Wealth came about. And for me, I learned very early on that wealth and riches are two very different things, and people tend to get confused. And I also knew that I wanted a way to document my journey while I'm on it, still in live in real time, but also help, you know, inspire and help educate other people. So podcasting was the perfect medium to do all of those things. And that's kind of how the Walk to Wealth podcast came about. Right. And and why did you drop out of college during yeah. the pandemic? So, so a little bit of context. I got into about 13 schools um, when I, as a senior in high school, I had pretty great grades. And I ended up going to the University of Connecticut. Now, the only reason I was going to college was to learn how to network and to learn how to live on my own. Those were the two reasons. Now, this is 2019. Um, no, 2020 it was. And pandemic took over the world. So now I'm taking classes online from home. And now I was never an entrepreneur. I was never, you know, the kid that was selling candy bars in school or I didn't have the paper route. I didn't have the lemonade stand. Right. So I was never a born entrepreneur. But now we're in this pandemic. I'm taking classes from my bedroom. So I'm not learning how to live my own because I'm still in my house. And then I can't network with anyone because everyone has their cameras off on Zoom. It's a lecture hall of, you know, two, three hundred people. And the only person with the camera on and speaking is the professor. And so and then on top of that, I'm also taking gen ed courses. And as anyone that went to college knows, your first two years is all gen eds and you're just trying to get by, right? Because none of those classes really have anything to do with what you want to major in. So we're just all trying to get by. So I couldn't network, couldn't learn how to live my own. My first, my two main reasons for going to college are out the window. 
and then I read this book called Rich Dad Poor Dad, which I'm sure you're probably familiar with. And I, after reading that book, I realized that a lot of the ways, uh, a lot of the things in my life resonated with how the poor dad led his life. And, you know, my upbringing with being raised by my grandparents who are immigrants, um, they, they resonated what the poor dad was talking about in the book. And then the rich dad, it made me curious because I was wondering, are there people actually out there that think that way? And that book planted the seed in me to realize that there's another world of information out there that isn't being taught in school, that isn't being taught in my circle of friends and in the environment that I was in. So during that winter break, I went down a rabbit hole of looking up personal finance, you know, how to build the right credit, how to invest in index funds, things like that. But the, the simple stuff, but nevertheless, important stuff, right? And after that, now I came back my sophomore, uh, my second semester of my sophomore year, and it's like I seen the light, right? I seen that there's another world out there. Now I'm coming back to, you know, sophomore year. Again, we're still online, so I'm still not, you know, learning from home. And it's like, I already seen that I could teach myself more about thing, these things that are actually you know, more practical and applicable to you know my life and becoming financially literate. I can learn more of that on my own than I was learning at school. So I decided to you know sign up for my real estate classes. Then I stopped showing up to my college classes, and I never looked back. Right, right, John. So what do you do at Walk to Well? What sort of people you get as guests? What exactly do you discuss there yeah so my four main pillars is you know entrepreneurship real estate mindset and finance right mindset because it all starts from within right and everyone talks about it uh if you're if you don't believe that it's possible you'll never achieve anything in life right that's all that's where it always starts so that's why i talk about mindset i talk about personal finance there uh because if you're not a good steward of your own money then you'll never be a good steward of any form or type of money right so that's why that's important. Then entrepreneurship, because entrepreneurship allows is one of the only ways that you can actually have actual freedom and security in your life. And because a lot of times people say, get the degree just so you have a backup. But then you hear of all the jobs that people are losing right now because of the you know economic uncertainty. So it's like, are you really secure if you have a degree or not? Because I know tons of people with tons of student loan debt and tons of degrees and no job opportunities, right? So uh, entrepreneurship is one of my big topics I love talking about. And then real estate, because real estate has built the most millionaires out of any other vehicle. Um, so those are the main four pillars that I talk about. And my goal really is to help other people like me, you know, in, in their early teens, like late teens, early adulthood, that know the traditional route of working a nine to five, you know, for the rest of their life and hopefully having enough to retire in their 60s isn't the path that they want to take. Right, John. Right. Now from 2020, to start of 2023, you are a yeah. serial entrepreneur, realtor, yeah. licensed realtor, podcast host, yeah. hosting such a wonderful podcast. And you are also a social media expert. Yeah. And several other things. How do you manage all these things? And amidst all this, who is John Mendes? How does how do people know who exactly they are talking to when they are talking to? John Mendes at in different roles. Yeah, so 
Um, full transparency, I was naive. I was a very, very naive thinking that just because I'm young and energetic and hungry that I could do everything all at the same time. And, and take it from me, it doesn't matter how young you are, you're focusing on multiple things is a recipe for disaster. You are not going to find success unless you have a massive team behind you, you know, supporting you. Though, you know, real estate, social media, and podcasts, they're all very, very separate industries, right? And I had I I thought coming in that I could, you know, um, handle and manage it all. And it wasn't until about November of 2020, December of 2022, um, that I realized that I need to become more intentional because in real estate, I wasn't growing. My social media stuff, I wasn't growing. My podcast numbers were going down. And I was wondering why it's like I'm doing everything, but I, I would just spread so thin. I didn't realize it. Right. And I didn't have focus and clarity as to what I really wanted to do. And it wasn't until, you know, just literally this past month in December, where I realized that the podcast is the the sole thing that I want to have, want to move forward with. And it's kind of difficult because in life, you know, the phone will ring with different opportunities. And sometimes you have multiple phones ringing at the same time. And, you know, I thought I could pick up all three phones at the same time and have a conversation. And then I realized slowly but surely that uh, that's not a, a great way to go about living life. Not because, you know, it's you want to have all the opportunities, but if you're a solopreneur, you're starting off on your own and you don't have a ton of money to start off, like you're really starting from ground zero, you got to you got to niche down. You got to focus up. You got to lock in and double down on, you know, what is the main priority? And for me, I had too many priorities. So, you know, I had a lot of great experience. But I definitely didn't hit the goals in the growth that I wanted to in certain areas last year because I was spread so thin. It's fine. It's fine. You are young and, and <laughs> learning is a process. Even I am learning. We are all work in progress. And as uh, it's, it's very tough to, you know, firstly, know what you don't need to know and then focus on the things that you need to go forward with. So that's yeah. fine. Even I make continue to look at so many things at the same time and then wisdom is that you learn and find out exactly what works for you and that is i guess even a lot of successful people continue to uh, do that and have advisors for now coming to the you know creating a life of purpose uh, you you talk about uh about that the only world that revolves around you is yours yeah. And then you also talk about achieving a life of abundance. You talk about helping others to achieve a life of abundance. Yeah. How do you put those things together? On one side, that the only world that revolves around you is yours. Yeah. And then you talk about others helping others. How do you put those two th- twin things together? Yeah. To no, that's, a, that's an amazing question. And so to answer it, you are the center of your own world, your own reality, right? And I am the center of my own world and my own reality, but we're not the center of the world and the reality, right? So there's about 8 billion people on this earth. Then there's about 8 billion different worlds going on at the same time. But the world is only one. The you know actual world is only one. So we have to be the center of our own world because if we're not at the center of our own world, we're not going to be able to show up for the bigger picture, right? I can't be a great best friend. I can't be a great, you know, uh, boyfriend. I can't be a great, uh, you know, brother. I can't be a great 
a friend. I can't be a great person to all these other people if I'm not the main priority in my own world, right? And by making yourself the priority of your own world, the center of your own world, you can then help other people at the best level possible. Because a lot of the times what people do, we send other people before us because it gives, you know, it helps us feel better. It makes us feel like morally just and, you know, makes us feel good. And you're doing that, but you're secretly doing the people you love a disservice because you're not becoming the best person you could potentially be because you're holding yourself back. And it's not until you put yourself first that you could actually really help others because you can't help yourself. You can't help anyone else. Okay. You are young, John. And yeah. a, a lot of talk nowadays is about self-love, self-care, along with self-improvement. Yeah. And then... We also talk about empathy, helping others. How should a young person listening to so many voices? And, you know, sometimes people may say that you are focused on making money and that is selfish. Whereas yeah. one will say, I need to take care of myself so that I can help others. As a very young person, yeah. how is telling others to live a life of abundance, live a life of purpose? What would you tell them? How to balance all these things together? As you clearly, rightly said, that there are 8 billion people on this planet and your world revolves around what the way you want to build it. And when yeah. you are alone, you are alone. There is nobody to help. So how at the same time, you can take care of yourself and at the same time, also live with empathy, live a life of purpose to help others be a part of your abundance. Yeah, so I had this amazing opportunity to go to a summit back in June of 2022 uh, that was run by Gary Keller, who's the founder of Keller Williams. And in there, he brought up this amazing idea called the idea of counterbalancing, right? So in life, we're never balancing. It's never We're never living a balanced life, right? Humans are terrible at multitasking. We're not wired to multitask. And so the idea of counterbalance comes in. So uh, in your personal life, let's say you have a significant other. Let's say you're married, right? Let's say I have a wife. Um, if I don't talk to my wife for three days and I don't give her any reason as to why it's only so much longer before an argument or an issue happens. Right. And so I have to constantly back, back, bounce back and forth when it comes from maintaining personal relationships and maintaining your personal life, you have to constantly bounce back and forth the same thing. But like in business, you can go, you know, you can put your head down and lock in on one thing for six months. And it's all about having that kind of awareness to know when you've gone too far in one direction and when you need to bounce back. And so we're never like really living a balanced life. Uh, just some people get a lot better at counterbalancing. It's like a almost like a seesaw, essentially. And, you know, you go down one way and if you go too far down, you know, you might hit your butt. But if you know, if you have, you know, the counterbalancing, you'll kind of stop yourself. You realize you're going down. And then jump back up, right? And it's kind of like a seesaw. So in your personal life, you're kind of balancing. You're bouncing back and forth very quickly. In your work life, you kind of go, you know, you can go a lot further in one direction before it's, you know, you can bounce back. And then to answer your question about how can young people help, no matter what the age is, it, you should always have a mentor and be a mentor because you're all, you know, you're always two steps ahead of someone. And we all have life experiences, right, that we've gone through, whether it's professionally, whether it's personally, whether it's you know, if physically, emotionally, we all have things that we can do with. And there's something that I learned that life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So even if it's something that's super traumatic, right? 
it's you could help someone else that's currently going through that or even better you could help other people so that you prevent them ever having to experience it that's a whole another thing right and i feel like with young people a lot of times we have skills that we don't see valuable because we grew up with it for example with the social media thing i didn't value my social media skills i didn't even think i had social media skills i knew how to make videos just because you know i could just make a video uh, from being you know just posting on my story and things like that and then it wasn't until a moderator of one of the masterminds that um I mean, she actually was one of the founders of, of the mastermind calls that I'm on on Clubhouse, or used to be on. Um, she was like, hey, John, do you mind teaching a class on this? And I was like, I never, I never taught a class before. She was like, John, tell us when you want it scheduled. And I was like, okay. I probably spent more time learning how to host a class on Zoom and use MailChimp to send out the emails for the invites than I did preparing for the class. But the class ended up having over 440 people, and that sparked the social media thing. And then I started learning more, like, hey, you know, it was just an intro, like an intro level class. I'm not an expert at all whatsoever. And, you know, and that's just for me using what I've learned from using Instagram socially. I wasn't using it strategically for marketing purposes. I was just using it socially. And I was able to teach that. And people, people love the class, but I didn't value it. It took someone else looking in to see the value that I have, because a lot of times we either a discredit ourselves or b we don't recognize it because it comes kind of second nature to us okay okay and let me take you take this opportunity to ask you people who are you know trying to skill themselves and yeah. then a lot of people on social media they are doing all those different sort of you know dance or uh, you can say lip syncs to somebody else's song is that a skill if I do like this, do I become a skilled person or do I actually learn something genuine out of Zoom or maybe a class held by you? That will be a skill set. What would you like to tell those people? What is there? Because you talked about one should know about their reality. How yeah. should they know what is their reality? I'm yeah. asking for a lot of people because you are only making money for those social media giants. They, yeah. need, they are monsters, creatures in terms of need for a lot of content from all across the world yeah. but is that skilling you in the real sense is it worth putting that much of time and effort for with due respects to whoever is doing what on the social media but mm. as a young person who's making use of social media to a great extent for uh, for uh, promoting what is good that can be done with social yeah. media what would you tell them so people are going to use social media socially regardless, right? It's always been a thing. Even before the viral TikTokers and content creators, like look at Facebook when it first started off, right? People are always going to use social media to stay connected with people they love. And right now we live in an economy where attention is the most valuable currency. And if you're not advertising in some way, shape or form, uh, you're going to get left behind. Why do you think McDonald's and all these major billion dollar companies spend so much money on advertising? You know, and all these influencers, like for example, for example, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a big name in the in social media marketing space. And he has a whole dedicated staff of like 10 to 15 people. I think I heard maybe like 10 to 20 people just for solely social media. Like he, the importance of marketing is so much because I think on average now, at least in the U.S., people get like close to 14,000 marketing messages a day, right? Every single day. And our brain filters most of them out. So it's like, 
there's so much that our brain has. And I'll share with you some statistics in the real estate space just because uh, I'm familiar with it, just because I was I was an active, uh, you know, that was my active thing for a while. Uh, but 91% of home sellers say they would use their agent again to sell their home. Only about 13% do, right? It's not because they don't like the agent. And this could be applied to most industries. It's not because they don't like the agent or the service or the product. It's because they didn't remember is they, they can't, there's, we're fed so many messages. So with social media, you, you don't have to lip sync if that's not your thing. You don't have to, you know, dance and, you know, I could do a little dance and a little wiggle, but you don't have to do that to get views. It's like provide value in an entertaining way. Whether that's you just talking with some energy, whether that's just people who, like, I know one guy, um, he has like over a hundred thousand on Instagram and all he does is post like post quotes, like about personal finance quotes. He doesn't even show his face. He hasn't shows. He, he never shows his face on any of his posts anywhere. And he just posts quotes and he has over 100,000 followers. So you don't have to dance, but you have to be uh, a present. You have to be top of mind no matter what industry you are. Because if not, you're, you're going to get left behind and people are going to eventually forget about you. And it's not because they don't love you. It's not because they didn't like the job that you've done. It's just that people forget and we have so much going on in our lives. Whatever comes first to mind when the time comes that they want to buy is most likely going to be the person that they go with. Okay. Okay. So how does a person know what is their reality? What do they want to look, become? And when we talk about a purpose-driven life, how do they know? Is that uh, a purpose-driven life? If you are doing something with course, okay, that needs a certain degree of mind understanding what yeah. exactly people like. Some degree of intellectual capacity is required for that. And yeah. to do it continuously and to add value who would want to see those quotes every day. But I was talking about a different kind of skill. I don't know whether that can be called skill in the longer longer sense of the word, yeah. where you can actually get down to selling that skill to others if the social media was not there. But mm. how do, coming back to the point, how do you create a purpose-driven life in today's time, especially when, when there is so much of difference in terms of different people's reality how do i do that how did you create a mission statement for that does it need recalibrating again and again like you have become more intentional now yeah how do people recalibrate i wouldn't say uh, it's it's like changing counterbalancing i would put it at recalibrating that particular mission in their life how do they do that several questions at the same time john but so yeah. that you can answer them at your own pace they are all related so i ask them at the same time yeah, so I'll start things off with the mission statement question. For me, my so my mission statement is to enlighten and empower young adults to build wealthy and abundant lives. And a simple formula um, that anyone can use is, you know, um, a, a verb, right? For mine is enlighten and empower. And then who, right? So for me, it's young adults. And then how? And I'm going to help them build wealthy, abundant lives. That's, so that's just a simple formula anyone can use to create an easy mission statement. And for me, um, it, it was really getting clarity on who it is that can help. You know, out of all the people I could help, who is it that I could probably most help? And most times, if you don't know who, where to start, it's usually the you from two to five years ago. Like for me, so I was thinking about who's the John in sophomore year right now? Who's the John in, in freshman in high school right now that uh, is just still just playing football, still, you know, just super, you know, uh, you know, just not aware of what the the real world actually is, right? It's just like, just the, the little kid, right? And so that's the person I helped. So that's why I was... Um, inspired and i for me personally i know so many people that 
uh, especially growing up in um, the projects and where I've grown up. It's, I know so many people that don't want to take the traditional route and there's nothing wrong about that. You just have to realize that with great power comes great responsibility. And if you decide to become an entrepreneur, everything falls on you. So if you become massively successful, everything falls on you. And in that same breath, if you suck and you don't make any money, everything falls on you. Right. But it's possible. Right. It is possible. So that's why I I decided to focus on young adults, because I I knew that there's a lot of people uh, like me who may not want to take the traditional route and don't really know where to go. And a lot of times people, younger people don't want to listen to older people just because they feel as if they can't understand when you probably already know that great wisdom stands the test of times, regardless of whatever age the person is. But a lot of times these young people aren't receptive to it because it's coming from an older person. So it's like, I'm a young person as well. What's your excuse now? Now you have to listen because I was just in your shoes, right? So that's kind of how I chose who. And then um, how am I going to do so? And the how really came from that's the, you know, the financial literacy is something that I wasn't taught. And that's something that I want to teach to other people and that that mindset of abundance, because abundance is more than just the money. Right. And having that abundance in your, your personal life, your relationships, your you know opportunities and everything, just abundance and in, in all is. So that's how I created my mission statement in terms of finding your purpose. So there's a concept I learned uh, that I was reading up on called an Ikigai. And that's kind of what helped me realize that I want to focus on the podcast. And so for anyone that may not know, Ikigai stands for your reason for being. And so. I came from, as I said, uh, um, Japan, and the people where it originated from have the longest life expectancy on the planet. So it, there's there's some uh, some merit to it, right? And so before steps, if anyone's right now has some free time, has a paper and pencil, you could probably go through this right now in real time. Um, the first circle is, uh, what do you love to do? Write down everything you love to do, everything that you would do for the rest of your life if you'd never made a single penny on it, right? Once you get that list written down. The next step is, what does the world need? What are all the problems that you feel compelled to solve? Because there's a lot of issues going on. I still live, you know, I'm a a half, uh, the cup is half full type of person. So I see a lot of beauty. I still believe this world is a great place, an amazing, beautiful place. But there's issues that could be solved. So which ones do you need help? um, Do you feel compelled to solve? Once you write those down, that could be, you know, the obesity crisis in the U.S. That could be, you know, world hunger. It could be the climate issues, whatever it may be, whatever issues come to mind that you feel, you know, that get you uh, a little passionate about. Right. Uh, then the third one would be is what can you be rewarded for? A lot of the times we do things and it's like volunteering and charity and it makes us feel good. And it makes us feel fulfilled and whole. But at the end of the day, we have to make ends meet. We have to pay the bills, right? We can't avoid that. We still have to, you know, pay for certain things. So if we're working for free, you know, uh, we won't be able to do pay for any, keep the lights on. So unless you want to live homeless, you know, you got to find something that you could be rewarded for. And then the last one is what are you good at? And for when I speak to younger people, I change it to what do you have the aptitude to be good at? Because a lot of times we have certain innate skills and talents that are very underdeveloped. For example, someone that's introverted, you may not be a good public speaker. Yes, you can work, you know, um, at it to be good, but like you're going kind of against the grain a little bit. Um, so what do you have the aptitude to be good at? For me, I had the gift of gab. I could talk your head off if you let me, but there's a difference between, you know, just small talk and talking for talking's sake and delivering a powerful, impactful message. But because I already like to talk, public speaking is something that was already kind of up my alley, right? And so when you find the intersection of the four things, what you love to do, what the world needs, 
What can you be rewarded for and what you're good at? When you find the intersection of those four, that is called your ikigai. And if you don't, if you have multiple things that you kind of don't really know where exactly to go, just start with someone or somewhere. And if that doesn't work out, cross it off and on to the next thing. The more you procrastinate, the more time you're wasting. So rather start something that you're kind of iffy about and then not start at all and wait for the perfect one. Right, John. Right. You indeed have a very wise head on your young shoulders. But then <laughs> this wise head and the young shoulder certainly needs to earn his bread and butter. So what can people connect with you for as you help them walk towards their bank, you know, walk to their wealth level mm -hmm. to the wealth that they need. But what about can walk up to you for whatever you are doing along with the podcast yeah. where they can take your services and pay for it. Yeah. So I'm actually planning a virtual summit for March. It's going to be March 22nd to 24th. It's going to be a three day. The first day it's going to be mindset because as I mentioned earlier, it all starts from the mind, right? It all starts from within. Uh, day two is going to be personal finance because as again, as I mentioned earlier, if you're not a good uh, steward of your personal finances, uh, you'll never be a good steward of any type of money. And then the third day is going to be entrepreneurship. And because as I said, starting the business is a great way to finally put the ball back in your court and take your life into your own hands. And so that's, that's virtual summit. Again, it's going to be March 22nd to the 24th. I'm going to have 15 amazing speakers. They're already lined up and confirmed and ready to go. And so um, that would be number one. Number two, for anyone that wants a, a little teaser and is you know doesn't want to jump all in, I have a beginner's guide to entrepreneurship. It's the four businesses that you have to start before you start your dream business. A lot of the time we have an amazing idea and a we start it and it, sometimes it fails and it's not because your idea sucked. It's because you didn't have the business experience to start, you know, to take it off the ground. So uh, that is going to be, um, I'll send you the links so, so everyone can have yes. everything. Right, right. That will be great. And how do people connect with you then? Apart from, obviously, you'll send me the links. Yeah. And I'll be very happy to add them to the YouTube description so that it helps people reach directly to yeah. you and sign up for that great thing that you are, that's coming up. But yes. how do people connect with you directly? So you can find me on all the podcast directories. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. You can Facebook at, at Walk to Wealth, Walk Number Two Wealth. Um, so follow me on your favorite platform of choice. And that's pretty much it. I'm very active on Instagram. That's where I'm, I'm most active at. But if you want to follow my personal page, it's John Mendez Official. Right, right. My last question to you. John, is that you are very young and you have already done a lot of things, earned a lot of experience, and now you know a lot, earned a lot of wisdom, and now yeah. you know uh, know a very strong way to move forward. You mm -hmm. already become intentional as you have started this new year. Now, where do you want to reach? You have already reached many, many places, traversed many paths. Where do you want to reach and where? Uh, why do you want to go there? How does it work for you, say, maybe in the next few years from now? Yeah, so my, my short-term uh, one-year goal is to get 100K downloads for the podcast, right? Because that's going to put me in the upper echelon of podcasters. And that's going to also open doors to public speaking, which is what I inevitably wanted to end up doing. Right now, as the time that we're recording this, I had one speaking gig in person so far, and I have another one coming in later this month at PodFest Expo um in january so 
two speaking gigs so far. The doors are starting to open. And as I also do the virtual summits and continue to grow as a podcaster, that's going to open doors for me to do mega virtual summits and keep on growing from there. And just my main focus for this year, I haven't thought, you know, five years out. Cause I, as I said, this past year, I was very, I was spread very thin. So I had all these different goals for different areas. And so like this main goal is making sure that I get this one year on track and the rest will come along the way. But mainly for this year is get into hundred K downloads and becoming part of the, the upper echelon of podcasters. Um, right, John, right. That's so nice of you to join on this show, John. And as you help others walk to wealth, I'm sure the God Almighty will help you walk <laughs> towards your destiny strongly, wisely, and very intentionally, efficiently. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us.